the whole argument that oh men are just transitioning so they can take over women's sports. It's, Come on, it's bullshit. It's yeah. Come on, I didn't spend no. over sixty thousand dollars for this to get a trophy. Not not <laughs> just the money. <laughs> for the no, have you seen the trophies they give <laughs> out at disc golf tournaments, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I really Come on, yeah, thank you. <laughs> This is the Disc Golf Girl, and you're listening to Unstable Discourse. Welcome in to season three, episode two of Unstable Discourse. Mm-hmm. We're here. Somebody do the pew, 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 Go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it with a mouthful of chicken tenders. Yeah. Thank you. We back. Cat dirt bike. Meow. 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 Uh, that is the peak of the episode. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Yeah, especially because Alex is already touching. Already touching the mic. Yep. Can't help it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We're at Embers at the, no, we're at the uh, boardroom upstairs mm-hmm. at Embers. Correct. It's Ryan Thatcher of Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Yes, sir. Sean Callahan of Delwood Disc Golf. What up? Jason Callahan <laughs> of Deltrix. And we're joined by Kylie Rotolo. Did I say your last name right? You said it correct. Of Team Wicked Aces Disc Golf. Hi, what's up? What up? Uh, Wicked Aces Disc Golf. I've been seeing it for like a couple of years all over the place on social media. And I all I know is that they have a cool logo and they make some really cool apparel or somebody's making cool apparel. What is Wicked Aces Disc Golf? Uh, Wicked Aces is ran by Valerie Williams out of Savannah, Georgia. I was hooked up with it through Alyssa and Donovan. That's Lansden. who I see. I see them promoting it all and the time. Mm-hmm. Sean mm-hmm. Pitts is also part of Team Wicked Aces. Oh, oh yeah. I did not know that. We like mm-hmm. Sean Pitts. He's in the DVD Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's been he on local route. Shout I out spoke a to times. him not three or four hours ago. Oh, mm-hmm. was it wasn't three or four hours ago. How long ago was it then? Jesus, I'm surprised <laughs> that I haven't spoken right. to him in the last three or yeah. four hours. Mm-hmm. I usually do. We picked out polo colors, purple and gold. Purple, nailed it. I don't know about the print color, but. It'll probably be gold. Yep. In the next two minutes, every time you hear someone say brick and mortar, please take a shot. Is it is it an apparel line or what is it? It is, yeah, apparel line. She also, what she does is she works with Dynamic Disc. She has a brick and mortar store out of Savannah, Georgia. Oh. Brand new. I just got hooked up with them this year. This is my first year with the team. You're sponsored. Yes. Hell Yeah. How did you get sponsored? Pretty much, you know, filled out the application, right? <laughs> <laughs> Crushed the application. Got to have those good, good answers. Uh, no, having known Alyssa and Donovan definitely helped having them on my side and cool. kind of giving the word to Valerie about who I was. Right on. Okay. that I didn't realize they had a brick and mortar store. Did you know that, Sean? I, I feel like you know, know all the brick and mortar I did not know stores. that Wicked Aces had a – was it a store prior to them working with DD or was the connection with DD? Then became the brick and mortar. I think it was a separate entity. Got it. From the brick and mortar. Got it. Hmm. So like maybe I think, online. I know she runs, she's running the Team Wicked Aces separately yeah. from it, but she's still wanting to run Team Wicked Aces and everything while also running this brick and mortar store. Got it. Right. Cool. Disc. That's cool. All right. So let's talk about the, the bangers and mash of this episode. We are here. <laughs> the brick and mortar. Of the, the brick and mortar. mortar. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're <laughs> drunk. <Nice>. We're going <laughs> to. 
We're going to get to know Kylie a little bit. We're going to get into your, your background <laughs> and kind of who you are. And then we're going to talk about a hot button issue in sports in general right now, which is transgender competition between different divisions. And uh, it's it's a thing in disc golf right now with Natalie Ryan, but it's also in like it's popping up in a lot of different places. So let's try and pour some cool water on that topic. Chill people out a little bit. Like, Fizzle it out. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. Put some, let's relax. give some perspective. Let's. Yeah. That's what we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the bangers and mash, we're going to start with a, a we're going to intro fired up in a very fun way today. Yes. Well, fun for you for guys. Us, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's fun for me. You got to put it on attendee. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some hot sauce made by Adam Berkovic. He asked us to try it on the air. I don't know what it's called, so we're just going to call it Adam <laughs> sauce for now. Adam sauce. Spoiler alert. A I, little bit. Oh, oh, come on. A little bit. Only two drops. It's a big tender. Put some more on there. Damn it. It can be at least three drops. Come on. At least five or six Sean's going to try the sauce. Nope, He's get, Jason's for the show. adding for the it show. to a little chicken tender as we speak. Mm-hmm. And once, all right, that's enough. Once Sean is all, all spiced up, then he'll introduce oh, fire. That's up. not Fuck. even that much. I'm putting it in my mouth now. He's chewing. Give it a moment. Let it set in. It's not that bad. It wasn't enough. Fire it up. No. Hey, no, uh, that works. No. <laughs> Fired up. <laughs> All right, fine. All it right. wasn't that bad. The, I know. The totally. Because it was a six, it. six pound tender with two drops of hot sauce on it. It's delicious. I tried I'll it do before the show. Really good. I haven't tried it. All I know that, you, Sheila, you said there's some blueberry in it, right? Yeah, that is that's what, what he said. said. That's what he liked. That's about. what he said. Oh, it smells like hot garbage. All right, well, mm-hmm. drown it then. Oh no, that's not enough, whoa, dog. Whoa, yeah. whoa, Ryan's going. Don't ham. put like no. That's, you need more, dog. Right. Oh, I can immediately taste the blueberry. <laughs> Ryan's crying. <clears throat> Tears. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan left the room. He it's just hot. belched flames. It's hot. So is this Water something bill. that he's going to be selling, or is he just doing it for fun? Hopefully not selling. Not everything as, has to be as, monetized, Alex. I was just going to say. You can just make sense. hot sauce and not sell it. God. I was just going to say. God damn it. We just went over this. Beef. <laughs> Kylie, would you like to go first? Uh, what I, you're fired up about? I will go first. Yeah. First question about the segment. Fired up. Now, is this supposed to be like F you? You guys are saying F you to somebody? <laughs> no, but that's awesome. No, I thought that would have been never... a good shout out. Good shout out for the yeah. local route. Like F you, this person. Dude. So are you about to say F you to somebody right now? No. No. Oh, well, you, would you? I've never you got even us really thought excited about fired about up that. being <laughs> F you. Yeah. Man, what this a run up. time we were actually nothing. talking shit about the people we were or the things. Yeah. I just mm. bring these ideas. All right. Didn't Man. know it. Next time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I am fired up about, not F you, but <laughs> the amount of women in disc golf, um, and it's growing right now. Yes. Yes. I love it. There was a post by the PDGA earlier last month. It said that the 2021 growth for female active members went from 4,752 to 7,927. Wow. Almost double? Almost double. Damn. It's crazy. Fantastic. Going to probably get to the point where I'll actually have mere seconds to sign up for a tournament. Sure. Like the men do. Right. Yeah. Look forward to that. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Something to look forward to. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Um, Well, we'll just have to start taking spots away from MA2 and MA3 if that's the case. Like, you know. Just run four day tournaments. Let's just do week long tournaments. Yeah. Sure. No big deal. Uh, A seven day tournament. And then the next tournament is seven days. So full time. It never ends. Yep. Uh-huh. That is a great fired up because it is Women's Month. I've been seeing the posts everywhere. Disc Golf Chicago, actually, we decided mm-hmm. to 
I say we, I decided to do a, a little post to get on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and, and throw a compilation of all the footage I had of, had of ladies playing and throw it out there. And I only have all that footage because there's so many women signing up for tournaments now right. and, and leagues and like so, so great. Yeah. I liked uh, my FU. I didn't see myself in that coverage. I, have oh. you been to one of our events? No. That's why I was like, I was really hoping that, that I had a shot, even because I had some footage of people that weren't at our events, but just like were at a Delwood event that I went to. But we'll get some this year. You're going to be, are you, you got a lot of events planned uh, for this 27. year? 27. Damn. Damn. That's okay. more than, uh, more than I've ever done in a year. It's more yeah. than Paul Macbeth. I don't even no have the, half that many sanctioned rounds ever. Ever. Yeah. ever. <laughs> Mm. over yeah. 10 years going yeah. hard this year correct good hell yeah hell good yeah. for you that's awesome uh jason yes. what are you fired up about there's a greatest show of all time oh you want me to talk about that show no it's but not go ahead it's not new it's not like anything new i think there's but you nine were seasons. pretty excited about it downstairs i so just i, I you do talked enjoy at watching length. it yeah. yeah you binged an entire season an in entire two days season in two days yeah so yeah. i mean below deck and it is a reality tv oh, show man. and that's that's surprising because i really don't like reality tv whatsoever but I'm obsessed with the show. I love it. <laughs> Would you be jealous if I told you I met the crew or the cast of that show? Yeah. Did you for real? Yeah. I used to work on all kinds of boat shows. They used to come to the Miami boat, boat show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Boat show. Boat show. Why is that boat funny? Show. Boat show. Sheila just laughed really hard. Why is that funny, Sheila? Just That's just a funny combination yeah. of words. Yeah. Boat show is a boat it's show. very funny yeah. in the mouth. Boat show. Yeah. Boat show. Boat show. Yeah. yeah. I used to work on a lot of boat shows and I attended a lot of them. It's as well. funny every time you say it. Boat, yeah. boat, boat shows. Boats and hoes. <laughs> Boats and shows. ESPN the boat show. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> nice. ESPN the boat show. <laughs> uh, good. Well, well done. I, uh, well done. I just, I don't know. It's all available to stream on Peacock and. I've been watching it, and I love it. Like I said, I'm not a fan of reality TV, but I'm a fan of this show. I just, what I enjoy most about it is seeing when trains drive by in the background and interrupt everything that I'm trying to say. Uh, Isn't it about boats, not trains? uh, It is, about yachts, specifically. So what I like about it is seeing how the other half lives. Like, these people are renting this multi-million dollar yacht for five days, and I'm sure it costs them every bit of half a million dollars to do so. And these people are just the, the like, that level of extravagance is so beyond my comprehension. Yeah. That's where it comes from, is, like, just that the glimpse into that lifestyle is fascinating to me. Okay, so that is one of the reasons why I was so excited to get out of my last job is I was sick of dealing with those people. Oh, I'm sure. And I, I was I sick of helping them make more money. Yeah. And it's just every time I have to go to those shows, I had to pretend to be this person and come from this place that I it was not real to me at all. But if you're into that, uh-huh. watch the show Succession on HBO. I uh, have had yeah. multiple people tell me to check that out. That is, is a list. real glimpse into what the most elite people live like. Mm-hmm. When you when you come from so much money that you don't know what bread costs, that is a, a real oh, glimpse into that it's, was the it's the people who are like deciding elections and deciding yeah. like the fate of the country. The old right. money. Sure, sure, yes. sure. Yeah. That's like when uh Bill Gates was on the Ellen DeGeneres show, which I never watched, but I saw the clip on Reddit where the audience was going to get some crazy prize if Bill Gates could guess the price of these everyday <laughs> items. items. Yeah. And one of them was like laundry detergent. And, you know, all of it, it came down to like Kraft macaroni and cheese box. And he was like, I don't know. Uh, $12. 12 Yeah, like $15. <laughs> and we were like, 
everybody was well, losing their mind, and he had no idea, couldn't sickening. fathom. Yeah, sickening. Yeah. my God. But at least like he was cognizant enough that he knew that he couldn't. Like he was laughing at himself because it was as ridiculous as he thought it was. Yeah. But I feel like most of those people would just almost be proud of the fact that they didn't know that. Who knows? And at the end of the yeah. day, still a billionaire. Yeah, it's funny that you just brought up mac and cheese because so I get Google alerts all the time for like for mac and cheese for well <laughs> for a lot of food stuff, but specifically <clears throat> because I love to go on like BuzzFeed and take like the you're not a true fan of Friends unless you can answer these ten questions kind of <sighs> they and got so, you Ray well it works every time so <laughs> I got a BuzzFeed Google alert that this guy had uh, who considers himself a mac and che- a boxed mac and cheese connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Of the four different brands. Blind taste tested. There's actually way more if you consider like all the generics that like yeah. Trader Joe's yep. and Whole Foods and all sure. of them have. Sure, so sure. he blind taste tested all the different boxed macaroni and cheese that there were mm-hmm. and came up with what he feels is the best one. And what one would you guys think? Well, tell me what your favorite one is and then tell me what you think his favorite one is. <clears throat> let's go. Uh, my favorite is your any craft mac and cheese that comes in a shape. If it's like... A uh, SpongeBob shape or spirals. The shape adds flavor, so craft shapes because of the su- there's more surface area. I don't know. I think there's, it's just they're no, good. I'm with no. you. There's, there's something, there's something about it. different uh-huh. about the shapes versus just the macaroni noodles. Yep. And I don't like it. I'll go craft because yeah, the, right. The Trader they just Joe's fall apart. brand and the Whole Foods mm. brand, like they're I don't know. There's something about them. They're they're not right. They don't feel like real mac and cheese. But craft, like just straight up original craft. They no, nailed it. And okay. Yeah. Kylie, Sean? oh Sean, one hundred percent. Yeah, craft, craft. Yeah, okay, craft. Yeah. Uh, what one do you think he chose based off of? I mean, you don't know what it was, but he had about a dozen different varieties. I have no idea. I don't, uh, that was one of them. That's not Ooh. what he chose. I don't know any other brands. I mean, like yeah. I had Aldi brand today, right? And I'd Walmart's generic brand, really? wow. the one that's like thirty-seven cents for a box or something <clears> like that. He said it was the best tasting blind. You know, obviously you're not knowing which one, but best tasting one hands down. He said he was he was going to go to Walmart and fill a shopping cart with it because that's how I'm going to go fill a shopping cart with it. I'm super intrigued. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He said that was the best one. What is that? What is the grand? Like it's called like great Great value. Great Great value. Great value. value. The Mm. great value. Just regular powder, butter and milk, mac and cheese. I was just in Walmart today. Liquidy. Uh, Liquidy. That was a gross word. Why should I? Don't say liquidy. What is the word for the squeezy cheese or whatever? What is the Velveeta? What Moist. is it? Cheese no, sauce. it's not. Cheese sauce. Yeah, cheese sauce. Let's come up with all the gross words we yeah. can for yeah. wet things right now. Yeah, I was squishy. in squishy. the squishy yeah. kind. Grody. I was in Walmart to pick up uh, printer paper because uh. that was the closest place that had it. And uh, every single moment I'm in Walmart, I regret it. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I can get there, to that aisle to I'm pick up the mac the and cheese. The second those doors open Ooh. up, there is a clock ticking down yeah. above me that I'm like, and, and every the time clock. I see somebody that's gross, it like makes it go faster mm-hmm. and faster. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, why am Jeez, I in the same store? You sound like these below the deck people now. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that might be why. It's below deck, not below the deck. I'm embarrassed. That could be it. Yeah. Whitey toity yeah. over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually. Uh, all right. Where were we? Sean, have you done yours yet? I have not. Uh, I am fired up that I got to play my first official round mm-hmm. of disc golf singles of the year today. All the other rounds I've played so far, I played two dubs rounds in like whatever, January, February. Me and Ryan played with Mike Cousins, owner mm-hmm. of Sandy Point in January, That's Open awesome. Trinity, and those all dubs. Mm-hmm. This is my first. 
20 Singles degrees. round. Uh-huh. Were you with a crew or did you just go all by yourself? I hadn't planned on playing today. And then Big Jim Heath, shout out to James Heath, messaged me this morning and he said, and I read it in his voice and he was like, we got to get you out, man. Come on. You know, like, let's go. I'm co- I got out of work early. I'll be there at 11. Let's go. And I said, perfect. You know, we'll wait for Troy. Troy gets there at 11 every day. Troy we- Bateman? No. no. Oh. Troy Brzawa. Brzawa. Oh, okay. I, I'll have to man, introduce I him. know Troy. You don't know Troy. The hell I don't know Troy. I still talk to him all the time. You know don't Troy. know Troy. He's an OG. I, Tr- Troy's an OG OG. Yeah. I probably would recognize him. I don't know yeah. if he knows me. I don't know. He's at Delwood every day. Okay. Yeah. He's my guy. Well, I go to Delwood once a month. Uh, it was great to, you know, get the invite from James. What's up, Troy? I know you're to... listening. What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's totally listening. Yeah. yeah absolutely. He has no idea how to even yeah. get this information. <laughs> no. And got to play with Troy and then also with Jacob Avery. It was a... I've known him for a while, and I got to play with him today, so it was a little colder than I would have liked. Sure. But uh, it was good. Knocking the rust off. It was a good time. Course in good shape? Course is... Considering what it looked like seven days ago, it was very squishy, to repeat Mm, that word again. Very moist, yeah. Moist. It was bad last week, and now it is like 100 times better. I want to play. So by the time we get to Fraction Run, it'll be like probably almost pristine. God, I hope so. As far as moisture goes. You know, moist. (laughs) (laughs) Moist. I'm so sick. I of could hear that a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, we just got rid of uh, the carpet in our main floor, and I think part of the motivation. This is all Rudy. This is all my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. I think part of his motivation was he was sick of the dogs just coming in with muddy paws, and he's like hardwood everything. Mm-hmm. So. I feel bad for the dogs because you throw something like a, one of their toys, and they go into that no man the road runner yeah. where their legs oh, yeah. are moving and they're not moving, and it's yeah. so funny to me. But I feel yeah. terrible for them because they stop and they don't stop. You know, yeah, it just yeah. kinda, it's so much easier. I am 100% a dog person, but in my adult life, I've only ever had cats. And then I hear stuff like having to wipe muddy paws off. And then I'm like, oh, that's why I don't own a dog. That's right. Cats but shit it, in the they're, house. They're so cute. Yeah, End of story. I get it, but And puke up hairballs. And, yeah. I would, yeah. No. I'd no. rather walk past a closet that has a litter box in it than have to wipe off muddy paws four times a day. No. Oh my a God. tall dog. Tall dogs float above the grass and don't get muddy paws. That's interesting. I have no <laughs> and idea. You, and you wonder why Cooper bit your no, f- man. when you came Yeah, around. right? Yeah. You piece of shit. Because yeah. they do. He was yeah. like, you're a dog person. Those are like dogs. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. Great round. Played the Fraction Run upper layout. So MA2 and up. So it was some blue tees. But it was good. It felt good. I shot two over. I hit a birdie and three bogeys. Felt fine about it. Beautiful feeling when you can uh, just get out and play... With no pressure, like literally just a fun round with a couple of homies. So rare at this stage. That was what life. I was, I, as I was warming up. So I always, outside the shop, I've got the two practice baskets and I always throw back and forth. Yeah. And of course, at that moment, when I just want to be like to have time to warm up, there's five dudes outside the shop watching every no, man. move I make. <laughs> Oh, what's he putting with? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're playing today, dude? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're a zoo animal. Yeah, it's for real. So it was it was nice to get out with the boys and just... Uh, That's great. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Curtis? Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ricey? Fanchi? What are you fired up about? Uh, um... Although it means a ton of work and it doesn't stop until probably November, um, I just got some email notifications that I have tomorrow 10 boxes of assorted apparel coming, and then on Saturday, another eight boxes, and then on Monday, Good another Lord. seven boxes. Good Lord. So Sorry, dog. <laughs> it, has, it has begun. Yeah, my crazy print season is starting basically tomorrow, and I'm stoked for it because all the small jobs and all the oh, getting no. ready- 
small jobs. Yeah, and all the prep to get to this started to get old and, you know, cleaning stuff up and organizing stuff and just doing the 20, 30 shirt print jobs. Those are fine, but now we're getting into it. I'm stoked for that. Sean and Sheila were over yesterday and decided to order every shirt that was offered. Uh, and so we've got some cool stuff coming, but yeah. offer less dog. Yeah. That was my impression. Of cool. <laughs> um, Crushed it. So at some point I'm going to have to ask Jason to come over and help. Cause we got some towels to print. Yes. Yeah. I need a shop buddy. So. We need to get you an intern. There needs to be somebody that handles the uh, unstable disc golf gear, social media. I know you don't really love to do it, but you do so much that I think not enough people realize how much you really do. That's probably true. For example, this is going to be part of my fired up was that mm-hmm. you just, finished our new run of hoodies which i'm wearing one of them right now mm-hmm. and i want people to see the process of like the the hoodie coming through the the little conveyor belt thing and like mm-hmm. you putting the finishing touches on it and like understanding yeah. how much love goes into everything you make people should know that and i think mm-hmm. the people close to you know but so many people wear your shit without realizing how much love went into what they're wearing that's all true. of their shirts come from your basement if i took my hoodie off i'm wearing another unstable <laughs> shirt underneath it <laughs> Literally. That's funny. I can personally attest to there the is, yeah. amount of precision that goes into these shirts, uh, aka love, because mm. I'll be down there like helping screen heat up the shirts, and I don't know all the terminology, but I'm doing <laughs> heat them up. Heat them up. Them. It's and a microwave. It's called hot yeah. hotting them up. Yeah, yeah hot pocketing them. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, this one looks fine, and then he'll be like, nope. And I'll be like, why did you say nope to that one? And then he will point out this little one pixel of ink that did not hit yeah. the shirt correctly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, bro, this yeah. is this is your business. My man does not put his name on stuff unless it is the shit. You fully know? pixelated. Ready yeah. to fully go. Pixelated. <laughs> it's Again, be fully pixelated. Not familiar with all the terminology, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's pixels. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually got a call from one of the reps from one of the companies that I order things like trophies from. And he contacted me. Today of all times, while I'm looking at all these emails, like, oh my God, I've got so much stuff because of the amount of money that I spent last year. And I had no idea that he's, he wants to bump me up to a higher account and like a higher discount rate because of stuff. And I was like, yo, you got, no, I can't possibly hit that. And he was like, you are almost double it. So let's get you going on that. And I was like, how could that be possible? But yeah. Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's cool. I I didn't realize I did that much. How much of your business these days is coming from disc golf (laughs) versus all the other random stuff you take on? Um, it's probably sixty forty. Sixty percent disc golf, forty percent like random other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Probably. I fill his plate. (laughs) Yeah, he does. And you edit a podcast. And I sometimes. And you teach your daughter how to play guitar. Sometimes, man. I know. And he makes trophies. And he makes trophies. Mm-hmm. And he makes dinner most nights. Almost every from night. From what I understand. I was thinking this just the other day. Good. And That's I wanted, yeah. I wanted it to be more romantic. I wanted to do something, and I'm spoiling it now, but whatever. You have made, in a, in a very real sense, you've made like some dreams come true by what you do. Getting to do this show is, for me, it's a bit of a dream come true. Like I always wanted to do this, and getting to do this is purely because... You make it happen, and I hmm. love you for that. Oh, I'm going to put some shitty, cheesy music into this. Yeah. Fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's fine. Good. Cheers Agreed. to Fanny. Totally okay. cheers. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Hans like, oh, yeah. Well, to about me? Yeah. Yeah. Loves yeah. it. He yeah, loves yeah, yeah. it. Sure, yeah, yeah. sure. All right. Uh, Take that hot sauce. Part of my fired up, I already talked Chug about the, the new Disc Golf Butch Chicago Chug. hoodies are done. We're going to be shipping those out soon. So if you pre-ordered one, stay tuned. We're going to have them in the mail very soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for your support. And then my other thing is we have so many 
diff our fingers in so many different like projects. Disc golf, <laughs> Ryan, mm. calm down. <laughs> you said it. Careful. I know, but I know. But no touchy. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the things that I'm I'm very excited about that is it's still like a seedling of an idea. When I was at Hellwood just uh, last weekend, I got to play uh, with Jeremy and Abinette who's a Disc Golf Chicago member. Mm -hmm. He's also a dean at the University of Chicago. I was like jokingly, what's going on? When are we going to have the University of Chicago Disc Golf Club? And he was like, oh, as it turns out, there used to be one. He actually had like inquired about it. And the university still has some money in an account that was dedicated to the Disc Golf Club. And they're just like waiting for some students to like pick it back up. So he's going to be investigating that. A university disc golf club in Chicago from a prestigious university like that, especially that's on the south side near where we were doing in Jackson Park, I think helps to breathe a lot of life. Like that's a that's an organization like that's a organization that has some weight. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that we can see that come to fruition. I don't know what it's going to take for Try it again. to actually happen. Yeah. I see it come to fruition. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jeremy, my fingers are crossed, man. I really hope that we get some steam behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll support however it needs to be supported. But yeah. there's so much potential around that. Mm-hmm. Sick. Aside from that, we're reaching out to like lots of other schools and just trying to get disc golf clubs in lots of different schools in the city. What if yeah. it was in an account that's been accruing interest for 30 years and nobody knew and it's like $4.7 million? Well, we'll buy lots of unstable apparel, I guess. For yeah. The, they'll get a yacht. We'll get a yacht. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and then we'll eat some caviar in the middle I, of the I Atlantic. doubt it's a lot of money. Um, but let me put it this way. When he, he was like, how much does it cost to buy a full 18-hole like course? And I was like – Ballpark guessing the baskets and tee pads and signs, thirty to forty k. Sean, does that sound right? Totally. Right he was like, mind. "Oh, okay." He like didn't bat an eye, and I don't know if that means that like I don't know if that means really anything, but I think based on what he's seen from the from the university before, spending that probably not that big of a deal. No, can't imagine. I mean, it's the University of Chicago, so right. just. Fingers crossed. Don't anybody think that this means something is yeah. happening? But that's tuition for one student, right? For two semesters. I Jeremy, you got me it. very excited. I have not stopped thinking about it since mm. since I saw you. I've been thinking about you so much, Jeremy. And Abinet. And Abinet. He's got a fun last name. I've seen a lot of people wait. Try what's his last name? In Abinet. I thought this whole time you've been talking about two people, and I didn't know <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, and, Jeremy, and, and Abinet. Abinet. <laughs> Abinet is- I thought that was the first name of like another person. Like, I'm like, Costello and Abinet. Yeah. <laughs> and Abinet and Costello. This entire time. Huh. Yeah. Jeremy and Abinet. And Abinet. Yeah. I'm pretty Jeremy sure I said it correctly, Abinet. by the way. Yeah. I've, I've heard it pronounced. I've seen people struggle before. and I think, I think I that's it, it because I struggled and then he finally was like, yeah, mm-hmm. and Abinet. Cool. Uh, that's everybody's fired up. You. So, Sean, are you ready for the Callahallander rundown? I can be. Oh, did you just take another shot of hot sauce? Uh, I did not, but I can. Do you want me to? Yes. Wow, he's going for it. Sean is pouring hot sauce into his mouth right now. No, man. He's, (laughs) wow. It was such a bad idea. It's going to make it difficult to do this now. Uh, Woo! Something we have not, we didn't do on the last episode, which is a big faux pas. Let me, I'm going to take it again. It's time for the Callahallander rundown brought to you unofficially by DiscGolfScene.com. Come on, Pete. All right, this episode is coming out next Friday, so you will still be able to, at that point, sign up for the Dog Bowl 2, presented by 
J-Town Disc Golf Club. Mm-hmm. Although you will on. not get a shirt. You will not get a shirt. We did discuss that with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, March 12th. That's going to be a ton of fun. There's still a ton of spots. Please sign up. We're going to have dogs. There's going to be dogs, man. Come on. Dogs. We won't have to How many spots box. are left straight up? Oh, really? Yeah, we won't the, have to wait Like 40? These dogs will be pre-wiped? Damn. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that was good. a mistake. The hot sauce? Give me your drink. <laughs> I need more than this whiskey. <laughs> Oh, please get a video or a photo of Sean. uh, That orange cider. (laughs) It's on my lips. He said, whoo, that was a mistake. (laughs) Your face is The next day after the dog bowl, too, is Old Oak Double Spring Warm-Up 3. By the time you hear this, I bet it will be full because there's only like eight spots left. Now, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thoroughly. Why did you you do that? I don't know. (laughs) Because the fired up wasn't enough. Pressure. (laughs) Fracture. Fraction Run Cup 4, presented by Nick and Ivy Brewing, is full, the wait list is full, and my mouth is on fire. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Adam. Whew. Adam Sauce. And that is the first stop on the GJTS, the Greater Joliet Tour Series. Can't wait for that event. That is on March 19th and 20th. Last but not least, Greater Joliet Tour Series Tournament Director Team Challenge. That is going to be on Saturday and Sunday, April 23rd and 24th of 2022. That is going to go live on Friday, March 25th at 7 p.m. I really want to play that this year. We upped the game to 144 players. That's going to be great. What day is it on again? That is on Saturday and Sunday, April 23rd and 24th. Ooh, it's right around my birthday. Ooh. Do yourself a a fun birthday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be legit. Yeah. Next, we have got Workforce Brewing Open for the second stop on the Greater Joliet Tour Series. That is on Saturday and Sunday, March, excuse me, May 14th and 15th. That goes live Friday, April 15th at 7 p.m. And last but not least, in this spring chunk of the Kelly Hallander Rundown, the Delwood and the Masters of the Canyon, Saturday and Sunday, June 11th and 12th. That goes live Friday, March 11th. That's next Friday. No, sounds brand new. Yes, it is brand new. That's How old do you have to be? 40 plus. All right. I can do it. Yeah. You, play? you could be 39 no. now and turn 40 in November and still play that event. Correct. What if you're 33 now, but you're going to be 34 <laughs> by then? No dice. Eddie. Sorry. I could caddy. I'm caddying. Who are you going to caddy for? My father. Your no father. Way. Oh, he's That's playing badass. the dog bowl. Yes. Sweet. Nice. I saw him too. Nice. I'm very excited for the dog bowl, even though I signed up in advance, which is there's no good reason for me to have done that. I think I just wanted yeah, to hang why? out. I, like, I didn't want to offend you and be like, bro, but. No, I, I'll advance? probably finish DFL, but if I don't, I want high fives from everybody. Oh, you'll get them. Uh, but I just wanted to, I guess I thought I would enjoy the people in the advanced division a little bit more. Okay. No offense to. I'm wrecked for life, but yeah. I just, just thought I would enjoy hanging out with the advanced crew. It's a fun, more. You know, you can choose to sanction it after you play, apparently. That's what I, I saw. I <laughs> yeah. saw. I got a notification yeah. about that. Not really. That was a joke. I had a feeling I'm it was a joke. Yes, it was a joke. It I'm had to be. Sure it, was it was definitely a joke. a joke. By the way, if you haven't done the dog bowl before, you should know a couple things. Uh, one, you get to use a golf cart, which golf cart during disc golf is always the Duh. coolest. Best. And two, it's... Such a good cause, like one of the mm-hmm. best causes I can think of mm-hmm. helping to give a better quality of life to these pets, you know, these cats and it's cats and dogs, right? Totally. Who doesn't want to help support that? Yeah. Right. Even if you're not going to play, show up and, and make a donation. Come hang out. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. such a cool helping event. the people that help the animals. Oh, Eric Bleitner, good friend oh, of 
just and every time I see this guy, he gives me gifts. It's ridiculous. Shows up to Hellwood, the last Glowflex that we had on Saturday, with two PA3s from Prodigy, both signed by Luke Humphreys. And on the back of it is Hogan, his dog, Hoagie, a paw print. No. On both of them. So we gave one one for the shop and one for the first person that adopts a dog. That's awesome. So that'll be very cool. He's the best. Can I adopt and then unadopt? You cannot. (laughs) Don't you (laughs) do that. Must keep dog. (laughs) Asterix. Must keep dog. All right. That's a wrap on the Cal Allender rundown. Thanks again to discgolfscene.com. Come on. Well, before we get to the bangers and mash, let's hear from our sponsors. Hey guys, it's Andy O'Day. You know me as AO, the mortgage pro, your favorite disc golfing mortgage broker. If you are looking to refinance, now is the time to go over those numbers to see what's going to make the most sense for you. If you're looking to purchase, whether now or in the next maybe 18 months, let's develop that game plan. So when the time comes, you're going to be ready to go. You guys know how to reach me on all the social media platforms, AO, the mortgage pro. If you guys mention unstable discourse, when you call me, you will get a free travel basket after closing. And now you can find me on Spotify and Apple podcasts. We are live now episode zero of amortize this talking all things real estate and all things mortgages i look forward to speaking to you guys and hopefully i'll see you on the course listen to unstable discourse on spotify apple podcasts iHeartRadio, google podcasts or write from unstablediscourse.com like us on facebook follow us on instagram or subscribe to our youtube channel if you have the time leave us a rating and review or just tell a friend it helps the podcast get to more listeners now it is time for the bangers and mash. The bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Mate. I have. Do you want to try your best English accent? I'll try. Uh, bangers and mash. Oh, damn. Now we all sound bad. That was yeah. good. It sounded like a question, though. <laughs> that's but that's the English Again? inflection. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in it, <laughs> in it, <laughs> bangers and mash, in it. Oh, that's great! Nice. All right, so we're gonna get to we're gonna dig into kind of uh, a little bit of your background, who you are, and then we want to get on this hot button issue. Um, so I, I've decided to nix the question that Ryan hates, which is how did you start playing disc golf? Mm-hmm. I don't. I think we've that joke has run its course, but I want to replace it with a similar question that I think has more substance to it, and that yeah. is. Do you remember your first, like, real disc golf event? Like, your first sanctioned event? Yes. What was your first sanctioned event? It was actually such a long time ago. December 2020. Oh, not not that long ago. <laughs> no. no. Uh, it was a shady Christmas. Schlitter. 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 The old Schlitter. And Schlitter. Okay. The and, Schlitter uh, was full. <laughs> so, at that time... You had you been playing for a while before you decided to get into like sanctioned events? Yeah, so when I moved out here to Illinois, I started playing again with my dad and brother uh, from 2017 on. Um, pretty much every year till 2020, it was just we progressively played more and more. And then we saw a new disc that there was like an event tab and there was like events and tournaments and stuff. I'm like, oh, let's check this out. And mm-hmm. my brother just pulled a gun and just was like, we're playing this one. He pulled like, a gun on you and said, we're, yeah, we're he's playing like, this we're one. Playing this one. I'm like, okay, fine. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Put the gun away. <laughs> Not necessary. I'll play. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, that was my first event. Shady Christmas. Did you know who Dan was at that time? No. So was this like your first exposure to like organized disc golf? organized just it was a little different because usually they kind of have it more organized but because of covid it was you pick a time slot 
And right. everyone just goes. So it was just, yeah, it was a flex start. So it was me and my brother on a card with two random guys that knew each other. Um, and then we just exchanged gifts after. Do you, you remember gifts? who it was? Oh, who you played with besides yeah. your brother? Do you remember oh, cool. who they were? Off the top of my head, no. No? Okay. No. One one of the guys I know is from Rockford, probably that area as well. Do you have any sort of takeaways? Like coming out of that event, where you, what was your like most pronounced feeling or like thought of, okay, now I've done my first event. Now, how do I feel about it? Um, so I started in rec and I won by like at least 10 strokes. Damn. And so I was like, (laughs) yeah, sandbagger. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to jump up. But because my rating came out, it was so high. I couldn't play rec again. So I had to play intermediate. Okay. And I was like, uh Oh, what is this like going to do for me? Cause I'm like, this is just one event, one round. Mm -hmm. How's this going to be in the future? So I played, um, throwing throwdown with Sean Pitts. Nice. And I played intermediate ended up coming in third. So it was just kind of like going into that. I want to keep doing this. And I like this a lot. You caught the bug. Yeah. It's so hard to not like when you play your first organized event and you see everybody's having such a good time and there's like pressure involved. I can't imagine somebody playing their first organized event and not being like, yo, I'm going to keep doing this. Well, see, mm-hmm. and the crazy thing was is that because it was a flex start, I wasn't playing with any other women. So there was like not as much pressure. So it was you and your brother and two other dudes. Yes. Oh, and you, Okay. So And so like by the end is when like we found out like what – who won and all that stuff. So it was kind of just like kind of toss up in the air and not knowing. Yeah. And I was kind of keeping an eye on like the live scoring. And seeing that nobody was coming close. Right. I was like (laughs) at hole 13, I was like, I think I got this. Yeah. Right. It's awesome. I mean, looking back now with being the tournaments I've played, I feel like there's a lot more pressure off of it because you, it's just you and you're not anyone else on the card is in your division. So it's kind of less pressure. You just, just doing your own thing right there where you can see where other other girls in your division on your card or what they're doing and how they're playing. Also, you were with your brother, which I'm sure helps to like, helps you relax, right? right? Like right. playing with people, you know, I feel like always takes some pressure off. Um, okay. So that was your first event. It was only a couple of years ago, but you had been playing kind of recreationally, which is with your family before right. that. Let's get into kind of what you were doing outside of disc golf, because I know you were in the air force, right? Correct. And what were you doing in the Air Force? So I was a diesel mechanic. And you were working on like jets? No, misconception. Um, I was actually working on ground equipment that is hooked up into planes uh, okay. for the crew chiefs to work on the jets when they land and when they're broken and stuff. So pretty much heaters, light light cards, diesel engines, um, generators, turbo engines. How old were you at this time? Uh, I joined at the age of 18. Did a semester of college right out of high school and then said I'm joining. Because I'm curious to know what was the motivation to go into the military. Uh, so both my parents were Army, and they told me if I did go in, don't go Army. So Air wow. Force was kind of my thing. My uncle was Air Force at the time, and he, the job that I did was the same job he does. It was kind of a thing that I thought about junior year of high school, and then I was just like, you know what, I'm going to try community college. That didn't work out, so I was like, I'm joining the Air Force. Okay. Air Force is like super prestigious. It's yeah. like elite. There's golf courses on pretty much every base. Oh, no kidding. So usually don't the military uh, branches all kind of like talk smack about each other? Yeah. I'm surprised to hear your parents were army and and said to go into something else. It's because pretty much like the luxury of the Air Force. The dorms are nicer. um, Amenities on base are nicer versus like army, marines, and navy. Okay. So how did you feel about your time in the Air Force? Like is it something you look back on fondly or – 
How do you feel about it? Uh, yeah. I mean, during it, it was, I had two, I did two deployments. Um, so it was just like with being in the military, it's just like, there's that sense of community that I felt like once I left, I didn't have. So that's why like the disc golf community is nice. Oh, wow. Um, but in it, it was just, you know, I'll get out, I'll retire. I'll be at age of 38 getting a retirement check. That's like my thought process. That was the game plan. Yeah. And then what changed? I tried switching jobs in the Air Force and it didn't work out. And in my like 10 hour drive from San Antonio to pretty much Kansas City, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get out of the military and I'm going to transition because this is something that's been nagging me for a long time. Long time meaning since you were a kid or? I've known since I was like three or four, but I didn't have like a... Growing up, I didn't have a word for it. I was just like, I'm different. I know I'm different. I don't know why. Just there's something different about me. And back then there wasn't much like exposure like there are. Right. Is now Times and stuff. have changed yes. so drastically. Was it so like much. a slow realization or was it like a switch that you were like, okay. It was a slow realization. And and you're from Texas originally? Did I say Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Close. Yeah. So I mean, close. they're right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Do everything uh, big in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> so Slogan, to, there's no wait, cheese. To, big cheese. Big, big cheese. cheese. To Ryan's point about the switch flipping, what was the like straw you feel that broke the, the – you um, were like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger now. Just being on like forums and watch, seeing YouTube channels and seeing other trans women out there and be like, okay, that what they're feeling – is what I'm feeling, and that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. You were like, okay, this is uh, this makes sense to me. I don't feel as alone. It's not as scary. Um, had you had you really been considering it before that, or were you just? Yeah. I mean, I had thought about it, but like I said, I didn't have like a word for it at the time. The word transgender just didn't like pop into my head at the time. So I was just like, I don't know if it was just like I enjoy cross dressing. If that was it, or if there was Wait, more had to you, it, had you been doing that? Like, had you been cross dressing before you decided to like start researching? Or yeah, okay, yeah. Which that's is, I think that's like most trans women's like uh, that's their like toe toe in the water on it, right? Toe in the water, just kind of see. I know there's more to it. Yeah, and you were still in the military when you decided to do this. You're right. That must have been hard. Like, yeah, because I mean, when I like I said, I wanted to retire at the age of 38. Yeah, my thought process was I don't want to be 38 years old and then transition and have that regret Mm -hmm. Um, because the hormones don't do as much when you're older than they do when you're younger. And I just didn't want to have that regret. That's such a hard decision. Yeah. At the time, I believe it wasn't until like, I think a year or two later, Obama signed the bill that you can be trans in the military, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have probably stayed in. I just like, just with, yeah, even if like that came out while I was still in, just the culture. Sure. I just want to, I didn't want to be around there. I like, I'm in a mechanical shop with the good old boys. It's just, I didn't want to do it. I can imagine what some of the conversations sound like in uh, that, that environment. Like, I mean, I, when I finally came out after I got out of the military, I was the talk of the shop for at least like two days. Wow. Just because it was like that crazy of a thing. When you, when you decided to, to get out, what is that like? Do you have to, you have to give them a reason, right? Like, so I was active duty at the time. Um, I decided to get out of, active duty and go into the reserves. Um, so I went into the reserves out of uh, Dover, Delaware, but I lived in Pennsylvania at the time. So then when I was in the reserves, I was like, I can't just stay. Like this is October, 2013. I was just like, I can't stay in to the reserves. Like I need to get out because I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be in the military. But can you just say that to like- No, I, I was on a contract. 
That's what um, I thought so. Something like that. And so I had to find a loophole to get out. Is it okay to talk about this loophole now? Like publicly? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Might have to censor it. I mean, I'm very curious, but if you don't want to have it on the record, it can be off the record. It should be fine. What are you going to do? Pull me back in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, what can you We'll okay. find out. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So the loophole was, uh, so I came out to my supervisor at the time and okay. I told her, I was like, you know, I'm trans. I'm like, I can't be in the military at the time, like I said, because Obama didn't sign that yet. So they had to find a loophole. And the loophole was I was getting out of the reserves because I was trying to further my education and the reserves was getting in the way of that. And so because of that, oh. because I could have just gotten out and got a discharge, general discharge, but I got honorable discharge, which does better for you on resumes and right. whatever sure. else. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. So that went okay, or was there like a lot of like controversy around that? Like, from or was the military fairly supportive of you? I mean, it was only three people that knew that I was trans, and it was getting out for that reason. Okay. And then what about your fam? Were they were they like agreeing with your decision or giving you a hard time about so it? So I came out before I made that decision to get out. So when I came out in October 2013, there have been prior things with my mom. And so I just said, screw it. I'm coming out on Facebook. And so I came out on Facebook. There was this huge like. You did it on Facebook for like the first. Yeah. I talked to my dad. I called him up, came out to him. Hugely supportive. Love him for Beautiful. that. Then I like emailed some of my best, my best friends and they were cool and everything. I didn't come out to my mom yet. So then I. Is there something like that worried you about coming out to your mom? Yeah. She's a little like conservative, a bit conservative. I okay. may have turned her more towards Jesus. You, um, you you may have turned her towards Jesus more, like <laughs> what does that further mean? into it? So I the way I came out to her was I sent her an email at like two o'clock in the morning. Turned off my phone, went to work, didn't answer. I didn't. I I wanted nothing to do. I just like I need to work. Yeah, I, I want. I don't want any sure. like distractions. Sure. Because in the email, I told her to like because I came out as gay and trans at the same time, and so I was like, take a couple days. Yeah. I just threw a lot at you. Yeah. And she didn't take that advice. She wanted to talk right away. Yeah, of course. Um, so then, like, the talk that we had, like, later in the night, she ended up, like, finding my roommate's sister's Facebook and was like, I'm trying to reach Kylie and I can't find her. Oh, no. And so I was like, I got to call her. Um, so I called her. We had, like, a 40-minute conversation. She asked, she asked, like, all the, like, so, like the questions that somebody that doesn't know anything about LGBT stuff sure. might, answer, might ask and stuff. So she pretty much, like, asked me not to go through with it and stuff. And I was like, I'm... I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Like, this is my life. I'm just thinking about how much that's that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, and then pretty much. I don't think it takes any Jesus. It takes more courage than it does Jesus. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Jason. Almost 100% more. Thinking about it correctly. There's a scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then pretty much the next few days, she just was pretty much disowned me. Had some, like, not so nice things to say. So then we kind of, like, fought back and forth for a few months. Didn't talk. Talked again on and off a few months. Um, then like a year later, she called and she's like, oh, do you want to talk to your grandma? It's Thanksgiving. I was like, yeah, sure. Talked to my grandma. Wonderful. And then my mom went to have a conversation. And I was like, you know. Dreading it. Dreading it. Yeah. Having a normal conversation. And at this time, I had already started hormones. November 2014. And she pretty much was just like, have you started dressing yet? I was like, no, I'm still presenting as male. She's like, well, don't you do that. Can't go in the bathrooms. Do you go into the men's or the women's bathrooms? I'm like, no, not yet. I'm like. Still presenting as male. She's like, well, she pretty much then equated me to being a pedophile. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I can't talk to you anymore right now. Like, I, I hung up on her. Sure. Um, 
Then we pretty much on and off again for the next like few years. And then October 2019, um, just before I had my surgery, she pretty much was like telling me not to go through with it, saying all this stuff. Still, all those years later. Yep. Like I gave her many chances. Well, you would hope that she would turn a corner. Right. Right. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, if you want to have any relationship with me, just don't bring this stuff up. Yeah. Talk talk sports, talk Wisconsin stuff, maybe Texas stuff. Yeah. We can Um, talk about cheese, but don't bring that up. (laughs) Yeah. You did say something about Texas earlier, did you not? I did training in Texas. Okay. Fair enough. I'm like, I didn't make that up. Uh, Okay. Uh, Can I ask, how are things with your mom today? I I haven't talked to her since 2019. Oh, man. man. I mean, everyone's kind of like, oh, I'm like, it's okay. I don't want that negativity yeah. in my life. It has to be right. a her problem and not a you problem. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I've moved on. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, you seem to have support from your the rest of your family or at yeah. least your dad and your brother. Yeah, I have a huge support system. Good. That's huge. I know yeah. not everybody has that. Yeah. When I moved from Pennsylvania to here in Illinois. Not Texas. Not Texas. Mm-hmm. My. <laughs> that was the last one. We don't want the Texas joke. <laughs> um, my, like my family made the concerted effort to use my pronouns before I even moved here. Oh, okay. That's, that's great. So like having that effort just shows like so much more. Sure. And your social circle, what was over the years, like from day one to today, has it changed much? Do you feel like your, your friends are all very supportive? Like- oh, everyone's been that Facebook post. When I came out, everyone was hundred percent supportive. Like my mom and her husband were saying some shit in the comments and people were just like attacking Tearing her, good. attacking them. And just like, I'm just sitting there back. We need a sick twan on him. Right. <laughs> right. Is he still in jail? I don't know. I think he's out of jail now. I think he's out of jail. Can we confirm that? I have no idea. Um, okay, but there's a lot more positive. Uh, like, there's a there's a very hard thing to to deal with in that story. But it sounds like overall, lots of support, and it went maybe. Much better than it could have. Oh, definitely. When I came out on Facebook, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Screw it. Let's go for it. And the support's just been tenfold ever since. You took a leap of faith and like your people caught you. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And I think that's like the thing that like my mom had a hard time is like, I'm still me. Like I'm not changing. Like physically. Yes. My outfits. Yes. But like personality, I'm still the same person. Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope that she comes around. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> all right fair enough okay does anybody else have any other kylie fe- like focus questions that was a lot thank you that Welcome. was very cool i'm very open about it so. uh yeah really? that's that's a lot to uh to share so thank you so the other thing we really wanted to talk about was the natalie ryan hot button controversy <laughs> i i only know new notes i only know part of what happened okay yeah, yeah. kylie just busted out a notepad <laughs> i did my homework <laughs> the way that i understand that correct me if i'm wrong please is that She's uh, she's an openly trans player, and she has she been playing for a while, or is this her first season? Um, this is her like third. Okay, and recently, season, and what was it the not the, was it the Las Vegas challenge? Yeah, she or, played in the Las Vegas challenge. Yeah, she was she was like playing well. She was like yep. right up there by lead. She card. made lead card after the first round. Mm-hmm. After the first round, and then I know that she ended up not finishing because she had a a hamstring injury. Correct. Uh, she said about the eighth hole is when she like hurt her hamstring. Okay. Um, and she, but she was on track. She could have taken it down. Has she won any events before this? No, not. She did win like, um, something in Virginia, somewhere on the East coast. She did win something. Not sure. It was like a, 
I don't know if it was an A tier, probably a B tier or something. Part of me thinks that regardless of whether she wins or doesn't, people are going to have a hard time. Like people are going to yeah. talk shit either way. Yeah. Um, right. And so when we were discussing the episode, what I want to hear is not the overall um, LGBTQ communities take, but more your take on the whole situation, because I know you can't speak for everyone, but you know, your personal take on that, since you play and maybe you've experienced the same situations that she has, how do you feel about how everything has played out and how she was treated and everything? So, um, she did an interview on Smashbox TV with Terry Miller. Um, Mm -hmm. check it out. It's a very good interview. Mm -hmm. She was saying she pretty much started in Virginia had some hate here and there and it was just the local, but like she had a lot more support than none. And then, but there'd be like someone boo her after like a throw during a tournament or something like that. Um, (laughs) But then like once she started get like a little bigger, then like the hate became just not more, it wasn't local anymore. It's more like, okay, it's just the East coast. But then now she's just worried that like now that she's on the tour, that now it's nationally. You can kind of see it with stuff said on Twitter, stuff said on like the YouTube comments when mm-hmm. they yeah. switched to YouTube. Or yeah, I was watching on- some of the live coverage because they went to YouTube because DGN wasn't functioning on that first day uh, right, properly. Right, right. So they put it live on YouTube and I'm watching some of the chat and it was embarrassing. Yeah. It was embarrassing to watch. I didn't see that, but there's mm-hmm. a there's a jerk off on Facebook. You guys might know. He, he's calling himself the disc golf heel. Have you seen this guy? No. No. He's quote-unquote playing a character of like a wrestling bad guy but he's really just an asshole i mean sure you can dress it up however you want but he's just a no man asshole yeah um but he's he's been like going in on on natalie and like the problem is that lots of his like other followers are jumping in the comments like you know supporting you know uh, oh he's enabling he's enabling yeah absolutely and like lots of people are thinking oh see i'm not the only one who thinks this way and they're piling on Mm -hmm. um so i've seen some some nastiness yeah i I think it was after i want to say after the first round uh it took a little bit for the moderators on the disc golf network to finally like delete comments block comments and stuff but it was there. They did get called out. I know that. Some of that stuff was still there. What is it like for her? I think by and large, she probably gets, I would imagine, more support than, than you know, hate. But the hate is heavy. Like, it's got to pack such a punch. Right. Yeah, I think it's just knowing, like, you have the support there, but also knowing that, like, there's people there that despise you and mm-hmm. don't want you to be playing. They're not rooting for you. We're, we're they want you to about, get hurt. We're talking about a mental game. Like, Disc golf and golf are like two of the most mental games I can think of. And when you have to carry it in your mind that like there are some people out here who are hoping bad things to happen to me or like when I do something good and somebody's going to boo me or I do something bad and like those people are happy. How can you be expected to, to play and compete yeah. when that's getting in your headspace? Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you have any experiences like that in your disc golf career thus far? No, I haven't had anything. Yeah, I've just had like really good really good experience. And mm-hmm. I think the other thing that helps is like, I, as open eye as I am, I don't think a lot of people know I'm trans. So like they get to know me first. And then I think that helps like, Oh, oh I would okay. Think so. Yeah. Oh, look, you're just a human. She's bit. pretty badass. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. God right. Damn, oh, she's not from Texas. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's cool. <laughs> I thought we were done with it. So uh, as somebody that was on the outside, when you say, 
she was getting hate online. What there's two avenues with which that could go. Is it just general like transphobia, or is it like something that they're like pointing out specifically think, that I, they have an issue with? Yeah, I think it's general transphobia altogether. Dress up, like but something that else. they try to yeah. dress up in the question of should she be playing in FPO or MPO? Because because that like just in sports in general, that's. When it's still a question. The Olympics in yeah, that is all it, of that. right? It's absolutely like, should someone who was born male be allowed to absolutely to play it with other females? Right, right? and that's I don't the, think that question can can about, be right? answered definitively. Like it's 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 gray, right? It's not a black or white. It's not a yes or a no. But the fact that she was out throwing by a pretty good margin, a lot of the other FPO players in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. distance-wise, as soon as that would happen on every drive, the, the comments would come in and we'll say- Which is immediately started with that. See? Like, of course yeah. she did, see? because blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay, right. And so that. it's it's really frustrating to me to see that, because that that is only a small portion of the game in general. And obviously, if she's transitioning and or has, I can still see how that could be the case. But Paige Pierce is out-throwing her. Sure. So it's it's not physically impossible, Mm -hmm. you know. So I don't think where they see an advantage. I think they're just their transphobia is directed towards a. They think they found some clever way to talk about absolutely, and they're they're trying to dress it up as protecting women. Sure. Oh, sure. The, The the interesting thing is, it's like I haven't seen almost almost any women having an issue. It's all guys who have an right. issue. Yeah. Is, it, is that true? I would, yeah. I okay. Like I said, I haven't come across anything. Um, I think it's just men trying to white knight and, hey, look at me, I'm protecting you. When most women, like, we, we have you no don't issue. Need protecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. Just for clarity, MPO and FPO, Jason, just so you know, MPO means mixed. It means pro mixed open. pro open. Mm-hmm. So it's not men's pro open. Hello, no men. <laughs> I'm talking. I feel like everybody else in the room knows. Well, that's- I'm glad that you're saying that because I think that there's a lot of people that don't know that the M stands for mixed and not men. Right. Oh shit. I, 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 I want to know the educated. I want to know the reasoning behind why so they called Alex it mixed and not men. Right. Because was it because female players that wanted to play in the men's division were complaining that it was discriminatory? And so they changed it to mix, but men can't play in the female division, you know, right. or where did it come from? Where, what, what's the origin? But where did it go? Cotton where did Eye it Joe. come from? Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe. Joe. 2020 in MPO. Yes, say that. Did. I'm sorry. Say that. Haley King played MPO Clash 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Because she could. Because she can. But that is another argument that says that I hate to use the word mixed because that is so derogatory, but she's it's mixed. It's almost worse. She's yeah. not female or male, so why doesn't she play an MPO? That's, oh, I, I can't even, I, I hated saying that. But that is an argument that they were making on that chat. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, I mean, what is your take on that, Kylie? Well, it's funny because it's like, you think about it. I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know the origins of mixed, where that comes from. But I was thinking, I'm like wondering if it was because there was no, not many women playing in the divisions way back when. And so they played into the men's divisions. So there was competition. Okay. Uh, That's right. where, I don't know. That's that, just my Actually, that makes more it. sense than most Safe explanations. Yeah. So, so as a straight white male, I know, I know I don't have a leg to stand on with this conversation But the way I view equality is true equality is when it is MPO. It's mixed. Like, I don't – like, women should just be allowed to play the sport 
and they're like everybody is just playing the same game. That to me is true equality. Like it bothers me a little that there is MPO and FPO because mm-hmm. that that's not equality. That's segregation. There, I understand from a sports perspective why it's done, mm-hmm. but that to me does not equate equality. Sure. Yeah, you just can't at its, come- at its base definition. Right. Men are just stronger than women in some aspects. Yeah, but there's and that's Sheila's jumping on. Yeah. Mm. How how do you how do you define how if women were playing with men, the men would just destroy a lot of the women in the field just because they can just throw that much farther. Mm-hmm. And it depends on their skill. It does all it absolutely sure. that yeah. women kill. Yeah. But in the in the pro version of that sport, like the pinnacle of each division, it's not quite comparable, right? When you get into the amateur players, I think then that would come in much more. And I I really appreciate how the uh, PDGA has integrated that color system, mm-hmm. where there is no MA one, MA two, MA three, FA one, FA two. There is no segregation. There is no segregation. Rating it's a based. color code. It's reg. Oh, okay. It's, it's rating based. based. So it's like. Purple, red, blue, yellow, white, gold, whatever. I can't remember exactly what the colors and, and how they rank, but it is if your rating is between this and this, you play in this color division. Whether you're an MA60 or a junior or a, you know an, a female player or a male player or however you rank, you play against the same people in your skill level. I love that. Like that to I me, absolutely like, love that. It. We even considered using that equality for the tour that it series. Doesn't matter. Just yeah. test it out. That's fantastic. Yeah. Ended up not. I, I've made a few trophies for tournaments that used that, and that's why I was alerted to it. And I I absolutely adore that idea because then. It is what you're talking about. Right. But right. yeah, at the highest levels, I just don't know how they would be able to deal with that. Right. And it, it's so hard to, that's impossible for me to decipher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You brought up the word equality a couple of times, and I feel like I wanted to touch on equity versus equality mm-hmm. and making sure, quote unquote, true equality. Sometimes you have, like, you have to have it a little unbalanced to make it equitable for everybody. Equality means each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities. Equity recognizes that each person has different circumstances and allocates the exact resources and opportunities needed to reach an equal outcome. The fact that all the opportunities to play traditionally have been you know, men and men's divisions, mm-hmm. so you give more opportunity for women to get involved, whether they want to play an FPO or the mixed division, which helps to encourage more women to play and helps to grow the sport. I think that's that's like equity versus equality, right? Like true equality means there's a men's division and a female division. Equity, which is am, – are, are you guys following what I'm saying? Like, So here's here's what bothers me. It's It was a, a bunch of guys got together and the women were like, I want to play too. And we were like, cool, as long as you play with each other and not with us. That's not equality. Yeah. Right. That's yes. It doesn't matter what your body came out of a womb as, or what you want it to look like. Yes, you can play with us. That's equality. Sure. It's that's why I'm very surprised that the MPO stood for mixed and not men's, because then there shouldn't be an FPO. Yeah. If it stands for mixed, like then everybody just plays together. What and- was the large national tournament where they did mixed 
and it was all FPO and MPO together. And there wasn't a division. I remember Paige Pierce was the only one that was ranked in like the top 20. And she, I don't think she quite made the top 10, but she competed against all the other MPO. But there was a serious delineation between men and women and the skill level based on the same course that they played. And there was a lot of negative feedback from the women that said, this is obviously not fair, which I see, I agree with, but how, what's fair? So yeah, I don't know. We're not going to solve it tonight. I just, <laughs> no. I, I want to have all the discussions we possibly can. I don't think it's possible. Possible. Solve. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me get my pen and paper. Yeah. Right. Solve yeah. this for us, please. I got this. Yeah. It's tough yeah. because like you take away the fun and competitiveness out of it if you do certain things. Yeah. Because then you do that, how many more women are going to play? Right. Some women, like the rec novice, they're not going to want to play if they're going to do that because it's right. not going to be as fun. No, they're just going to get... Isn't the idea of the FPO division like that it's kind of like protected and it's it's made so that everybody in this division has a you know a chance to, to win and enjoy the game? I assume that's what it's about. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I probably should have done more research before we got here <laughs> on the FPO division. Yeah. But let's let's kind of bring it back to Natalie. We've been we've been kind of all over the place. In in the course of her career, she's fared okay. Like she's she's not beating out like the best women oh, in the game, right? I do have a question. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm sorry, what's her name again? Natalie? Natalie. Had she made the transition prior to being a disc golfer? You can't ask that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I mean uh, <laughs> Yes. So yes? from okay. from what I learned on the interview today, uh-huh. she had because there is a actual PDJ medical guidelines for trans people. Okay. Oh. Um, oh. You guys okay. didn't know this, huh? Well, let Teach me, us. Let, let yeah. me learn you something. Learn yeah. us some things. Um, it's a good thing I asked that question. Yes. Great. Yeah. Great question, um, guys. I'm pretty much just going to go over the male to female, which Natalie and I are. Sure. Um, so. Player has to be taking continuous hormone therapy for under medical supervision for at least twelve months. So pretty much, yeah. Okay. So you pretty much have to be on hormones for at least a year continuously. Which, from my knowledge, what she said on the interview, she had been taking it already for at least two years. Okay. And for me, I've been taking it since 2014. So like, okay, the player's testosterone levels had to be below 10 nmol nanometers or something. I don't know for at least 12 months. Also. So, like, trans women, trans men all get their blood work done to see where their levels are at to kind of, like, keep sure they're on track. But, like, for this below 10 nanometers, whatever it is, I the last time I had my blood work done, which was, like, a year ago, I was at 3 for testosterone. So I ain't got shit. Okay. Well, do you know what shit. the normal male level of testosterone, like, an it's average like would be? It's, like, really high. I think it's, like, hundreds. No, okay. Actually, it's probably a lot higher than that. Okay. Oh. Um. Yeah, I, I was, or I am tracking mine, but off the top of my head, I can't remember what I hmm. have on there. Okay. Um, and do you think those PDGA guidelines are fair? Do you think that is... Do you want to know what it actually is? Yeah. 300. Okay. 300. And you're at three. 300 nanograms per deciliter. Yeah, and I'm at three. Wow. So I ain't got shit. No, <laughs> nothing. Okay. So uh, again, do you think those PDGA guidelines are fair for trans people and playing an FPO? And what did you um, take? It's kind of, there's two things to it. It's kind of intrusive. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I was. How many to, yeah. cis males, cis females are having their medical stuff checked and having right. to Absolutely. have it like their life pretty much medical form. Brought up so they can be like, hey, I want to play in this division. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, I understand it because for me, if they didn't have this, 
there would, I mean, not that it's going to like the, the whole argument that, oh, men are just transitioning so they can take over women's sports. It's, Come on. It's bullshit. It's yeah. Come happening. on. I didn't spend yeah. over sixty thousand dollars for this to get a trophy. Not not just the money. <laughs> for the no, have you seen the trophies they give out I mean, at disc golf tournaments, right, guys? Yeah. They are really nice. Come on, See, thank you, thank okay, you. So it's not it's not just the money. Obviously, the money is a huge. You appreciate thing, me, but like the emotional and physical toll that you have to go through to actually do this. No one's doing that for, right. for a trophy. I feel like, yeah, the the same people that are commenting on the YouTube thing are going to say, well, when Ricky Wysocki can't win anymore, he's just going to identify as female and right. then go play That's FPO. the transphobia shit that, that they're is, to yeah. like- That is not a situation that is going to actually occur in real life. Right. And yeah. in any sport. In any sport. Alone, disc golf. Correct. Yeah, in any yeah. Yeah. situation at all. Yeah. yeah. And But the thing with those guidelines, I'm okay with that. So there isn't some jackass being like, oh, I identify as and just trying to play sure. and be like ha i escaped the rules absolutely it is those same people who think somebody would take advantage of the sure. system who would do that just yeah. because they're a jackass right right so, so that's, that's the flip side of that uh intrusiveness of having to have your blood taken it's right. like it also avoids situations like that so right. nobody yeah. can can do that so overall you think that is a fair guideline if it keeps people off our backs about competing then yes cool okay um if it, so they there's no one that could be like well their levels mm-hmm. yeah my levels are shit i have no advantage mm-hmm. 3 to your 300 i mean i have a question about that though yeah. jump on the mic yeah sheila has a question what have you experienced in being born as a male and then starting hormones and then now you're you say you're a 3 can you explain that difference to people that are males now? Can you like compare that, like explain that to them, what it would feel like? Right. So when I was in the military, just before I got out, I was lifting for a full year, five to six days a week, lifting, getting bulky, um, getting swole. Um, <laughs> getting swole. <laughs> but when I started hormones, I had nowhere near the same strength and my stamina it's not the same. No endurance. I used to be able to run five miles. I can't do that shit anymore. Wow. And I mean, I could. I'd just be stopping dying, to dying. breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I lost a lot of strength that I had. And i like not going to get that back. Hmm. So I think that proves that any person that's transitioning doesn't have the male components left that would be better than a female right. to win over them. What I have left is bulky arms that have some muscles left. Yeah. Some swole. <laughs> some She's got swole. three swoles. Three swoles. Three swoles. So in disc golf, there hasn't been a trans player that has just dominated. No. But people act like that's happening. Right. Like in all, most sports. Yeah. I was just going to say right. in all sports, uh, yeah, there are people that act like that is going to ruin every right. sport for everyone. Out of fear, miseducation, and Yeah, yeah just nonsense. bigotry. And yeah. The, and the <laughs> funny thing is, is like they're all up in arms when we win, but when we lose – Silence. Right. Sure. Right. They don't care anymore. But until you start winning. Because when- again, they think they found some creative way that they can express their bigotry and like people are gonna support it. And that's that's all it is at the end of the day. There there's there's some ignorance, there it's misguided, and they think that they've found a way to mask it in a way to worry about yourself. Right. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, has there ever been a case of a female to male transition in disc golf or any other sport that you know of like has that ever um, been a thing in disc golf not that i'm aware of i know in t- 
Texas. There it is. <laughs> Let's bring it up in a positive light. Go ahead. So Tell the future, in, Jay. In <laughs> Texas, there was a trans male who was wrestling, but the rules in Texas were he had to stay in the women's division. So he was kicking ass. And it was kind of oh, it was dumb because how like, the turntables uh, yes. yeah, have, have, and so have, he was just dominating like, the women's divisions and winning state like three years in a row, but oh, they wow. wouldn't let a trans woman sure. wrestle. I bet their the pride got in the way in that one. Like, oh well, we can't. Well, we, yeah, we, what what do we do? Yeah, yeah. especially in Texas, that would be. I the, bet those trophies were something legit, were. <laughs> legit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> worth it legit in the corner of the room That's tired legitness. of looking at him that was legitness yeah <laughs> but other than that to my knowledge i don't know many uh trans male like prolific athletes hmm. okay as a trans person in sports do you keep your finger on the pulse of that intentionally or do you just are you kind of over it where are you at following all these other people so, in their journey so i am pretty on the up and up on trans issues, mm-hmm. a little probably too much that it kills the mentals, especially like lately with lately, the sports. Yeah, some of the stuff I've been seeing, um, like especially Texas, Texas laws. Um, I mean, that's like, but that's because it's yeah. it's like if you decide to actively pursue trying to follow it, you're just going to be inundated with it. Right. Like at what point you're like, oh my god, I can't put any more energy into this thing right, right now. Right. right. I mean, over the last few years, it's usually around this time because all of the legislative stuff comes up all the new bills right. the states just try doing a lot of anti lgbt sports bills and all that stuff so it's like in the past years i would just get rid of my socials stop following some pre- some people that i get like the prominent updates from mm-hmm. um this year i was just like kind of just trying to battle through it as much as it sucks mm-hmm. yeah that's a it's a kind of a rock and a hard place because i feel like jason is saying at some point you probably want to tune it out and like just live your damn life um but at the same time if you're not on the up and up about it, it's kind of hard to defend against idiots. Right. Like, and I mean, I try keeping up with it just so I can also keep people who aren't aware of this stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so I'll post mm-hmm. stuff on like my Instagram stories or whatever and just like kind of keep people informed. I got like a message last week was like, I had no idea this was going on. She's like, thank you for posting these. Like, it was, was in a reference to that. Uh, I saw the Texas law that was like they're investigating the parents of trans students. Trans youth who are getting gender affirming care as they're calling it child abuse. They're saying <sighs> the parents are abusing the children Correct. by allowing it to happen. Correct. Currently it is, it did get stopped. I think that was today, yes, or yesterday oh, evening. It got there was an injunction put in until it can be fully heard. Um, that seems good. Mm. Step in, but the right at direction. the same time, there's like four other states passing laws and signing bills. Sure. I think Iowa today or yeah. yesterday, today K through senior year, not allowing trans people to play sports. Correct. Not at all. Just you, you just can't play. Can't play. Got to play as the gender at birth. Wow, that. So back back up one second. I want to make sure I'm understanding this. So you're saying in Texas that there are children that identify different than they present. Correct. Their parents are supportive. Correct. And that is being seen as child abuse. Correct. That's what I thought you guys were talking you're about, like, but I'm like, yeah, that's, that's so fucked up. I'm like, exactly. wait, no, that can't be what no, you guys are Yeah, it's like, it's degrees removed from the actual issue but it's just whatever straws they can grasp at to make a law to make it more difficult yeah it's absolutely ridiculous that's some of the stuff that i think about again with this being a mental game trying to have your head in the right place and and compete and like stay focused 
while things like that are happening in the country where like that are trying to strip people of their dignity and like that's part of your world whether you want it to be or not like that's right. part of your world hmm. and having that in a, in the midst of all the other shit that people are throwing at you like how do you go and play a, a mental game like disc golf at the highest level that's crazy to me i mean it's pretty much my escape phone in phone in the pocket playing nothing going on mm-hmm. just in my own little world same as the rest of us that's... playing with my wife and just you know just trying to get as many birdies and aces as i can and tune that shit out and yeah. just Hell go yeah. play good for you yeah, yeah, dude. I think every single listener can relate to that. That's why yeah. I think everybody plays mm-hmm. to tune all the shit out mm-hmm. and just go out and play the game. Yep. And it's just you versus the sport. It's you versus you. Yeah. yeah. However long you. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you take one thing away from this episode, I really hope you take that away. That's why we all play the game. And if you have any problem with that, shut no, the man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go move to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> the old, they'll love you down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's right. some really good disc golf in Texas, though. So is it yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about with Natalie Ryan? Uh, I, I know or you, in general, you check the notes, checking the notes, um, trans women, trans males, non-binary. We're all just trying to live our lives, trying to be happier with our true selves. And when people attack us thinking they know us, they don't, they don't know anything about us. We know more <laughs> right. in our lives. And just recognize that that like, think about where it's coming from. If you feel the need to say some shit or like, stir some shit up think about where it's coming from why do you where's that coming from why do you feel the need just miseducation and i think that's why it's so i'm was so happy to be doing this with you here because we want to have your voice be heard and and have that be heard because you just want to play the game and just be yourself and it's not about anything else right that's why i am so open i love talking about my story i'm kind of a narcissist in that sense we all are we all we're all podcasters so we all are (laughs) Um, but I like to teach people. I let people ask the dumb questions. Like I will teach you. That's why I have a YouTube channel. I chartered my transition. What's that channel in case people want to go check it out? Uh, if you just type in Kylie May, I'm the first mug that shows up. Um, I'm actually holding a mug that says the world's okay as trans. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, you're saying you didn't get into this to win trophies to win Ryan Fancher trophies specifically. I mean, are these for sale? Can I just buy them? I can stop all this madness. Oh, we can yeah. definitely make that work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I can get rid of the surgery. It's kind of irreversible. <laughs> yeah. I can come up with some really cool trophies, though. Brilliant. We'll yeah. talk after the podcast. Uh, so it's it's at Kylie May on YouTube if anybody wants to follow along. Yeah, if you just search Kylie May, male, female, trans, whatever, I'll be on there. You're cool. also on Instagram and Instagram, else, right? Twitter, XX Kylie May. Yeah, Sweet. we're new. Uh, we're new Facebook and Instagram friends. Yep. It's been good. It's Aww. been good so far. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Way to go. All right. That's a wrap on the bangers and mash. That means it's time. It means it's time to get in the mailbag. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Jason Callahan, please take us into the mailbag. Bam, 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 bam. Music sounds like it's mail time. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> makes me laugh. All right. We're going to start with a question from Andy O'Day. Mr. Hey-o. Hey-o. The Mortgage Hey-o. Pro. Uh, if you had to play an entire round with only one disc, what disc would that be? I would play with an Axiom Defy. Ooh, it whoa. is like a Wraith. No hesitation. Um, which I just found out the numbers are the exact same. It's mm. like a wraith, so you, I mean, putting would suck. Yeah, I'm good with that. But you'd get there. I have a hell of a forehand. Do you? Heck I yeah. want to play with you. 
Call yeah, him I, out. I do too. Do it. Uh, can we all answer that question? Yeah, I love that's that question. What, Alex, go ahead. Uh, if I had to play one round, one disc, I think I'd use. Up a hit. And we dip, you dip, I dip. And put Damn, that's a banger. Roller skating rink. <laughs> All skate, all skate, please. <laughs> For the record, my 35th birthday is going to be at a roller skating rink. I'm already planning it. Oh, so nice. You're all invited. Uh, yes. my, my one disc for the whole round, I think I'd play with a buzz. So that I can, I can, you know, control a good mid-range, but also I could putt with if I had to. What a predictable, boring answer that my was. My first choice was going to be the Comet, but I turned that thing over too much. What's that one disc that you were we Chief. talked about? The Chief. There the Chief. you go. Yeah, 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 I would. But again, I, when I need to really put some distance on it, uh-huh. I turn it over inevitably. I see. So okay. the, the the buzz is a little more like I could really drive with that if I need to. Very good. All right. Brian? Uh, the FD, obviously. It is just the all. Obviously. All, obviously. The uh, all around. Why would you think anything else? Best Why'd you ask them? Fairway driver, FD. Would it be one or one iteration? Because I have like four of them one in the disc. bag. One, one disc. Okay. Odd disc. I would probably say that Night Strike FD. Disc. Let yeah. alone many discs. Night Strike FD. I've seen them throw that pretty mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It's a good disc. Sean. Thanks, Nate. Perkins. The Link from Discomania. Evolution line. Nice. All day. You can drive. What with plastic? Butter? What plastic? All day. Yeah. Uh, Exo soft. Okay. Por favor. Yes. I think we have some uh, Disc Golf Chicago stamped Exo or soft links from Discmania. Well, I don't know why you didn't bring me any. Do you have any DGC stamped discs? You gotta have at least I do. One, right? I've got a premium. Oh, I don't think I do. I need that some. I got from you. I got a couple left over. I'll hook you up. Okay. Give me some links if Jay? you have some. Though. What what I disc would do. you? What disc would you throw if you only had one disc, Jay? I only have one disc, and I don't even remember what it is. It's a Foo so Fighters. Disc, oh, I, it is a... It would be it's a compact a, disc. No, yeah. it's a zone. <laughs> it is a zone. There you go. It's, it's a zone. zone. Do you got from one. Ledgestone. Yep, I have a zone. That would be so a, be a terrible disc for you Ledge to throw. Zone. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that would be it. Uh, so I skipped Liz's question because we kind of covered that. She cool. asked if you ever experienced any prejudice. You said yeah. no. Uh, so the next question... Question. That's how they say it in the text. Question. I got a question. The next question comes from Tristan James, and he wants to know, do you think the current PDGA tournament division system is the best it could be, or are there improvements that could or should be made? I think for the women's divisions, it's fine. I would say for the men, I'm sure, like, rating-wise, it's a little probably, like, worse for men trying to figure out, like, Trying to get into divisions, trying to get into their uh, when they sign up and stuff. I don't know if there could be improvements on that side. I'm not on that side anymore, so. <laughs> so that's that's the question. That's for your us. No, problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, clean the hands. I don't know if there's a a better way to yeah. divide it up by rating than yeah. what it is right now. You could move the numbers around a little bit to maybe make it a little bit more palatable. I think overall the skill level of disc golf in general is increasing. So maybe moving those numbers up a little bit, but six and one half dozen of the yeah. other. Yeah. There's so. a, there's probably a way to expand on what we talked about earlier, the ratings-based stuff. Yeah, the color mm-hmm. system. And, yeah. and really from my perspective, it's like I would just like to see these smaller divisions, whether they're age-protected or – women's divisions just have a larger field to have more competition. And if you're, you know, I think of like John Cleveland playing with Paula Borowski, they're the same skill level. Sure. So I don't think of them differently and it would be kind of fun to see them compete against each other. That, that could happen. I just don't, I don't see that 
changing anytime soon. No. Unfortunately. I mean, you could add like eight men's divisions or right. 20. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. We need more, more men's divisions. Yeah. yeah, more men's divisions. More, more trophies. trophies. No, thank more you. Trophies. More trophies. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Donovan Livingston has a question. He's got an awesome aces. name. Did he call himself Professor Donovan? No. Or you did. Whenever I see Donovan Livingston, I just want to. You presume. Yeah. Professor Donovan Livingston. Right. Like there's just something sound. about that name. I yeah. love it. He wants to know, what does your off-course training and preparation look like? <laughs> off-course training. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is that? Next um, question. Professor, yeah. come on. I mean, right now, I don't really have a yard living in a townhouse, but if I did... I have a basket. I would set it up. I'd probably do a lot more putting. But right now, it's just thinking about doing all that stuff. And I just don't do it. Who has time? Yeah. No, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for off. No. I got bronchitis. Bronchitis. All right. So Mikey Vizd has our last question in the mailbag tonight. Yeah, I think it's pronounced high V's. High V's. High Vizide. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Correct. Correct. Uh, would you guys be willing to do a segment like a quote mulligan or uh, two off the first thing where you go back and fix something wrong that was stated from a previous episode? Yes. I really love that. Did we wrong him? Yes. We didn't wrong, yeah, we we didn't wrong him. We yeah. wronged two people. So we first off, we wronged, I wronged Trevor DeCook, chef. Mm-hmm. He is one of the dudes that came out and did like he busted his ass getting the course, getting the oaks ready for us. And I did not mention him by name when I was doing the shout outs last week. How dare you? And instead of shouting him out, I shouted out Rokita. We did bring did Rokita up, Pond which boy. he did he nothing. didn't do shit. <laughs> no. Right. So Mikey wanted to make sure we corrected that. that so night. two off the first, Rokita. Right. Sorry. He was drinking high life somewhere. Mm-hmm. Probably. In boots and jeans. And Trevor, thank you for all your hard work. I know Chef. you guys busted your ass all week. Again, just revisiting what I said last episode, that event really could not have worked without you guys. And Trevor was a part of that. So thank you, sweet uh, chef. And thank mm-hmm. you to the rest of the Circle One boys, not Rokita. Nice. <laughs> not Rokita. <laughs> I love you, Rokita, but this is a high beast request. <laughs> Sorry. And that's the end of the mailbag. Yeah. Then that is a wrap on the mailbag. And it's a wrap on this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I think this was a very cool episode. Kylie, Uh thank you for being here. Welcome. You're very welcome. Louder. Soft welcome. I was going to do the sweaty balls segment. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Kylie Rotola with the National Public Radio, and we are here with sweaty balls. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. This was a lot of fun. There will be more. I can see a future episode with you. Uh, so thanks again for being Maybe here. Maybe less hot sauce, less Texas. More hot uh, sauce. More hot sauce? More hot sauce. Okay. Less Texas. What about brick and mortar? Tons Ooh, more brick and mortar. One more. There's one more for yeah. you. We have not nailed down the exact thing that's going to happen on the next episode, but if it happens the way we, we want it to, we got something in the works. It's going to be great. Yep. Coming back? Do you want to? Next Wait, week? you actually, uh, you specifically may really not enjoy what we're going to do on the next episode. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you oh, in a minute. Drinking? Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh-huh. Uh, this has been uh, a great episode. And until next time, keep it. Uh, what did I? What do I always say? Keep, keep it, it tight. tight. Keep it tight. <laughs> see ya. Goodbye, y'all. Brick and mortar. Brick and mortar. Oh, <laughs> nice. You drunk. Unstable Discord.
This is a Top Secret Studios production. <laughs> You're a dog person, doesn't like dogs. <laughs> <laughs>